Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Hey, Ashley. Hey, Delora. How are you today? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? I'm good. Got my mic issues resolved. Sorry about that, lovely listeners. <laughs> I know it was a little bit of a struggle, but we're, we're good. Oh, I didn't think it was that bad, but they hear us better today. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my goodness. So much is going on. Summer is here. Can you believe it? We- yes, I live in Florida. I can definitely believe it. <laughs> We had the NBA finals. Congratulations to the Golden State and one of my faves, Steph Curry. This is a little bit of a piggyback from our last recap of Hustle, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Juneteenth, second annual celebration, federally that is, of, of Juneteenth. Did you do anything special? I didn't really do anything special. I wanted to attend a brunch that I didn't make it to. So I guess what was special was I spent some time with the fam and just live my best black life. You know, what else, what else can I do? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, I didn't do anything official. I was invited to some activities leading up to it, but I didn't get a chance to make it. But um, one thing that we did do the uh, sound of blackness was playing throughout the day. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did watch like the Juneteenth episode of Blackish, the Juneteenth episode of Atlanta. Yeah, my brother put on some Sam Cooke. You know, we listened to some things, we watched some things, but again, that's just you know living our best black lives, really. <laughs> that's, exactly, that's what that felt like to me, but. I'm definitely glad to uh, have gotten some, a little bit of downtime to really live my ancestors' dreams, as all the t-shirts say. (laughs) And speaking of living uh, dreams, what we do best is talk. And so let's go ahead and talk about some of these quick headlines and hot topics. All right. So first on the list, Ripley's Believe It or Not has come out to defend Kim Kardashian. I am looking at this headline from NBC News. It says, Kim Kardashian did not damage Marilyn Monroe's dress. Ripley's Believe It or Not says, the museum said that the dress was damaged long before Kardashian wore it to the Met Gala. Ashley, this article continues to state that you know, they understand the concern. They understood the risk that was involved. So in this article, it says, Ripley stated that a report from as early as 2017, a number of scenes are pulled and worn. 
and they said that this is not surprising given the delicate, how delicate the material is. And so ultimately they said that Kim did not pay to wear the dress. However, she made uh, charitable donations to two organizations in the greater Orlando area. Mm-hmm. where the dress is displayed on behalf of the company. And then they said that they had someone with her from the bottom of the Met steps all the way up to the top. And the dress was in the same condition it started. Ashley, my question to you is this. Is this statement to cover Kim K? Yes, to cover that ass. Absolutely. <laughs> Because we know that ass is what caused a lot of that damage. Chris oh Jenner, Chris Jenner said, "Nope, not today. Y'all not gonna put this heat on my child." She made some calls. This is PR spin. There are people who posted before and after pictures. So for you to say there was no damage caused, now granted, over the years has there probably been some damage, sure, but to that extent, I'm gonna say not. And I'm not here for Ripley's trying to cover this shit up, like. Just let it be what it is. If the damage, if the dress got damaged, it is what it is. Don't do this shit again. It's also worth noting that Ripley's, believe it or not, bought the dress in 2016 for $4.8 million. One more thing, Ashley. They haven't even had it that long. And this is what happened. (laughs) It says, no matter which side of the debate you are on, the historical importance of the dress has not been negated, but rather highlighted. And then they they concluded by saying an entirely new group of young people have now been introduced to the legacy of Marilyn Monroe. That's a good PR. That's a good PR person who wrote that bullshit right there. And excuse me, I'm not supposed to be working on my cousin, but point is, (laughs) miss me with this this statement missed me with these false words. I saw the video of y'all pulling that dress up that woman's body. And you talk about how delicate the fabric is. Good night, Ripley's. Good night. If you want to see the dress, it'll be in the Hollywood location, fall 2022. I don't know if I'm ever stepping foot back in Ripley's. And I liked Ripley's. I've been to the Ripley's here in Orlando. I don't know about y'all now. I don't know. Y'all can't mess. preserve. Y'all can't preserve like I thought y'all could. Y'all don't have the respect I thought y'all did. So, don't know. Yeah, it doesn't. It does come off as really shady to me. Like, oh, now they're making these statements, mm-hmm. and of course, Kim is on overdrive, publicizing her children, acting like they're out of control. I mean, this is all <laughs> so calculated and obvious. But anyway. <laughs> It should be interesting um, what the next Kim Kardashian drama will be. All right. So I just wanted to provide that update since that was such a hot topic just last week. Mm-hmm. All right. Our next quick headline, Wendy Williams X Kevin Hunter slams the show for excluding her from the final episode. He called it a travesty. This is Yahoo News, and they got this from Shadow and Act. After 13 years on air, the Wendy Williams show has now ended. Uh, they said that she wasn't able to attend due to health issues, and we all know that Sherry Shepard has her, no, her new show coming out this fall. 
Um, but to the headline, Kevin has a lot to say. Uh, he's like, I feel like it's a travesty on part of the production company uh, to have such an unceremonious departure without Wendy being involved. He told Entertainment Tonight, he's like a lack of professionalism uh, throughout the process and in the way that they are letting Wendy go. After 13 years, he feels like it's uh, been a mockery these last two seasons. But my deal is he has a lot to say about something that I'm sure in some ways, allegedly, I'm going to say he caused. Ultimately, what I wanted to get from you, Ashley, is what do you think is going to be Wendy Williams' lasting legacy now that her show is over? I don't know, because I don't know if she's going to reach a point where health-wise or whatever behind the scenes has really been going on, that she'll be able to really step back out into public, because it seems like leading up to this, I mean, we've known that this was coming to an end for a while. Yes. Things have been in motion and announced, but she's been disputing it on every media platform she stepped onto, so... I'm not sure what her hopes are for the future. I'm not sure what opportunities there are for her. I'm not sure what her health is going to allow her to do. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to speak on her legacy at this. If this is it, if this is the last thing she got a chance to do, then I think her legacy will be as one of the premier shock jocks of her era. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she yeah. obviously came from radio, did big things in radio, and then kind of brought that brand over just slightly saturated as television. So I mean, she does her thing. Everybody knows what Wendy is known for. And that will be it unless she's able to carve out an opportunity in the future. Like I thought I saw something about podcasting and things like that as well, possibly coming up, but we don't know. But to your point, it's funny to hear all this from somebody who so publicly disrespected her and who publicly put her through everything. Yes. To then suddenly be trying to say how disrespectful and X, Y, and Z this whole thing was. If Wendy's health has deteriorated to the extent that some reports say, she would not physically be able to be a part. That's the whole reason why they've had guest hosts these last two seasons. Yeah, correct. So I'm not sure what his point is, Delora. That's my thing. It's like, what is his motivation for speaking out? I don't know. In some ways, in recent months, it's almost like he's been a bit of a mouthpiece for her because they have been back in communication, especially because a lot of her money has been locked up. And this is according to her in the interview she's done with Fat Joe and et cetera. So I just, you know, I have a love-hate relationship with Wendy Williams. I know you wrote her off pretty cut and dry for me flat out I didn't like her in the beginning and then I there was a phase where I loved her because she quote unquote said it like it was you know what I mean she always covered all the hot topics that I was interested in and you know but then sometimes that got really ugly which we all know right Mm -hmm. so it is sad to see I mean, nobody was doing it like her. 20 minutes by herself, her in the audience, that's major. They can do that on The View. I'm just joking. Whoopi probably could, but most people couldn't do that and hold the attention for that long. And she's a legend in her own right. And I think her legacy, I, I, I just hate to see the downturn of her legacy in this way 
but who's to say there's not going to be another a chapter she can definitely do what Howard Stern does and he does it on his own time in my opinion it's not a disgrace the way she's going out you can't control these health factors that she is apparently going through it's not like she's still you know on drugs or things like that that she could control this is supposedly autoimmune issues what have you so I I don't think that it's a diminishment of her legacy I just think it's always unfortunate when you do have to end your career for things that are outside of your control I agree I agree all right wishing you luck Wendy and I'm really excited for Sherry Shepard so um, are you I am. I'm a fan. I loved her from The View and I've been rooting for her ever since because I was really saddened when she was fired from The View. Mm. Um, so I've always followed her ever since. I love Sherry. I think I'm just ambivalent, but maybe I've been ambivalent about talk shows in general for the last Girl. years. Yeah, you just we, can't get too invested in talk shows. They don't last. All of them don't last very long. Exactly. She out and that was um, one of the reports that I saw. She outlasted Katie Corey, Anderson Cooper, Bethany Frankel all had talk shows and Wendy was able to stand the test of time you know we got Jennifer Hudson coming out with a new talk show and everything but you mentioned that Kelly Clarkson is coming for that Ellen seat you know who my dark horse is speaking of daytime television Drew Barrymore Drew Barrymore has the likability she has the star power she has you know the the famous friends so I think she's going to be a dark horse and she could very well pass Kelly Clarkson. And they both got that America's sweetheart, you know, uh, card on deck, <laughs> but we will see. It's, it's interesting you say that because coming from the world of television that I just yes. left out of, uh, yeah. she was not doing well and was not considered to have possibly longevity in terms of her show so we'll see yeah yeah well I think I I thought she was getting some momentum but we'll see we will see we will all right winter is coming again Ashley I'm reading this from the Hollywood Reporter Game of Thrones Jon Snow sequel series in development at HBO Kit Harrington is attached to reprise the fan favorite role in the first potential Thrones project to take place after the events of the original series. Girl, this came out last week and I was like, huh? What? <laughs> what y'all about to do with them? What are we going to do? Right? So mind you, HBO has seven I said seven throne projects on deck. One being the prequel House of Dragons is coming out August 21st. That I am uh, excited about. <laughs> that I am. That, did you see that poster with the girl and the dragon? I haven't seen the poster, but I've been excited about this because the Targaryens are a family that I just need They're the so intriguing. much information about. Yeah. They're crazy AF. I get it. I need I, to see these these dragons. I need to see these early days. I need to. I'm so excited. But Jon Snow, what are we about to do with him now that he didn't kill Danny? <sighs> now, in this article, they talked about the development signals is um, intriguing. And they're taking, they, they're calling it 
um, a move not unlike Disney Plus management of its Star Wars and Marvel brands, um, comparing it to, you know, the success of WandaVision and the Obi-Wan Kenobi series that you talked about in your hidden gems. So we will see. This is going to um, be very interesting. Are you excited about this project? Will you watch? What are your thoughts? It's so interesting to hear a comparison between this potential project and Disney Plus because, yes, GLT has the fandom, yes. but it does not have the, it has not seemed to have the ability as of now to have strong storylines without the book backdrop. I, I so, yeah, there's what nothing. Is, what yes. are we about to do with? <laughs> What are we about to do with Jon Snow after the events of Game of Thrones? So I'm not excited just because I don't know what they could do next. But a lot of times when I'm not excited about things these days, those are the projects that pleasantly surprise me. So I'm not writing it off at all. I will definitely watch. But it's such a blank slate because I have no idea what could come next for Jon. Girl... I don't know how I feel about this because I'm concerned about Kit. Kit Harrington was very vocal about how he needed to go into therapy after the end of Game of Thrones. Um, he had to work on um, his alcoholic dish addiction and I'm just like, you really want to jump back into this? Like, All right, that's right, because Rose Leslie said she couldn't help him. He needed to help himself. Yes, and, you know, the, they're all over the world, cold, long hours. I mean, I just, I just hope he's okay. I was actually quite excited about his role within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, yeah, um, coming off of the Eternals, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Go ahead. That's so that's so kind of you to really consider this actor's health because hopefully he would not himself sign on to something if he didn't think he had the mental fortitude to step back into this world. But that is very kind of you to consider it. Well, it's just more so like, yeah, it's easy to jump into something because, you know, he he's the done money. It. He's done <laughs> it. The money's there. And maybe he'll have more control, right? Over his schedule, over the the timing or something like that but you know I I'm rooting for him and Leslie you know I love her um in that new time travelers wife show even though the show is it's interesting the final episode I'm still needing to watch but anyway I say all that to say I just hope he's okay I don't know what it's going to look like to your point there's no IP there you know so unless they have extraordinary writers I don't know I don't know what that's going to look like. So they don't have a Kevin from, you know, Marvel to work to tie all this is together. Phenomenal, by the way. I'm so impressed by him, what he was able, what he's able to do. Because I was just having a conversation with my girlfriend and we were talking about going to the movies. And I told her the only movies that get me in theaters are Marvel movies. And that's know, because right? they, they are all a part of, you know, this web of films and most of them are really good, you know? They are. Well, except for everything, everywhere, all at once wasn't Marvel, but it could mm -hmm. have been a Marvel film. 
and based on how that film was and how it went. But yeah, Kevin, I think the thing that has impressed me the most with Marvel lately is just the ability for the folks who get to take on these projects to have free reign, yes. have creative, uh, you know, flexibility, and then yes. they just figure out a way to tie it all back all together. together. That's really exciting. I think that's what makes each of them so much fun to watch and so and unique. To your, to your point, that's why WandaVision is so much different than you know, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier or um, Loki because each person, that's their baby. It's their own touch, yeah. Beautiful. This is Marvel. Like I said, I'm loving this Marvel and I've only watched the first two episodes still because it's visually so compelling and all of them have their own feel. Even Moon Knight, which I'm still a little bit confused about. Once I went back and I watched The Assembled and I watched the making of, it did help. (laughs) It not only helped, but it made me so much more curious. And obviously, we know that Oscar Isaac is a beast. But when I tell you that man yes. is a beast, 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 beast. Is he? The scene, I don't know if you remember the one particular scene where he was talking to himself as one character while looking in the mirror and talking as the other mm-hmm. character. They shot that at one time. He was literally going back and forth between Steven and Mark wow. in that moment. That was not shot or cut, did separately. Wow. He did that in one at one time. I was like, this guy is everything. He can sniff my armpit. No. No, <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I always love these insights into your potential sex life because it just intrigues <laughs> me so much. <laughs> I just finished watching um Good Luck to You, Leo Grand. Oh, and yep. like, oh no, 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 no. I'm not gonna I, say anything. I'm just gonna okay. say it's it's fascinating what people like. It's just fascinating. Always. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting to see it. I haven't had time, but that guy's a looker. So it's, oh, it's, I fell in love. Easy. I'm in love. <laughs> I I immediately found him on Instagram, and I was like, should I shoot my shot? Should I hop in the DM? Do it, girl. Do it, girl. I am in love. Anyway, let's go back to the Jon Snow project. I think that once I see a trailer. I can really make a choice. I can really have more of a thought process behind it. I just need to see him back in the world of Game of Thrones Cold or any of our, exactly, <laughs> are any of our other characters going to be around, be especially like Arya and you know what I mean? Like the Stark family, it like what's going to, what's going to be the journey that he's going to be on? I need to know. The other thing that this article mentioned was like, this could potentially up in essentially the bad taste in everyone's mouth from the last season of game of thrones if it's done correctly so that's a good point it could redeem it could but, but i'm not I looking think that's for the it one too. thing that i didn't enjoy about Jon snow is we never got that character arc i i was waiting for him to have his you know cunning moment and it never happened because he was raised by a stark and apparently only makes decision like starks <laughs> in after killing Daenerys like no one of, sir. one of the biggest things for me is still Brant being you know king it still makes no sense to me and if we go back and Brant is king like that was one of the biggest hardest things for me to swallow about yeah, the ending he was supposed to be in a tree somewhere right Look he is future. not even human anymore exactly okay he doesn't have time for these human things these human issues He's a three-eyed raven. Like, it's just a lot. Anyway. It's a lot. It's we'll a see lot. what happens. 
All right. So speaking of love, unfortunately, Michelle Young and Nate have broken up. They have called off their engagement. I am looking at GMA. Uh, They made the announcement this week. The couple from season 18, The Bachelorette, made the announcement on social media. They all talked about how it was a hard decision. They still love each other. And we were still looking for soulmates and yada, yada, yada. Did you watch the season? I could not remember. I watched some of the season. I didn't finish it because I didn't really care for the direction that it was going. Interesting. Okay. But I knew that Nate had gotten down to her like bottom, what, two or three. So I was aware of how it concluded. I didn't start it strong, but I finished strong. And I knew he was not it on paper in terms of he's the type that has never been in love, that didn't know if he ever wanted to be engaged. But of course she picked him because, I mean, he's tall and handsome and I'm sure... I'm sure she was sexually attracted to him. <laughs> he was another person coming on who said they've never been in love before. Girl, is this yeah. the norm or is this just a stereotype within the Bachelor Bachelorette universe? A I don't feel like that that's like the norm. With. Yeah, exactly. I don't feel like that's like the norm for people to be like, oh, I've never been in love before. Well, it was a big deal because they gave them a house actually at the end. Oh, that's right. They sure did. Yeah, Talk- yeah. That's right. People was like, oh, those are reparations. <laughs> yes and he was supposed to be moving to freaking minnesota because this was a quarantine bachelorette too so everything was like minnesota we were slowly getting out i think they did they were able to make a international trip to like the beach somewhere or something like that but yeah i'm really sad to see but i'm also not surprised because i do like her she seemed really sweet but she also was kind of boring As the first, like, Black couple coming out of the Bachelor, Bachelorette universe, hate to see it. But the percentage of couples that actually make it off of these shows is so minuscule. Who's still together from these these now two couples, Rachel and Brian, and what, Trista and her husband? Yeah, the very first one, right? Yeah, that's it. (laughs) I think that's it. Yeah. So, and I know that, thankfully, a lot of these folks have been able to go on and find successful relationships once they are out of the show, which great obviously that's the whole point is for them to find love no matter where but yeah it's really it seems difficult for this show to actually work out for people granted it's a reality show when you're competing against the 20 30 other people yeah. for one buying for one person's love shocking that it doesn't work out exactly because some people get caught up in the game of it right and not actual heart love feelings and you know what that's facts because when I think about it sometimes you just want stuff to win not necessarily because you really want it but because when you get put in a situation where you've got to turn up the like the competitive side of your spirit if if you guys are like me I have that competitive side to my spirit for sure you just gonna want to win yeah yes ma'am all right so let's get into these hot topics Ashley we are officially in the roaring 20s because a lot is going on with the arts, specifically music. Okay. Last week, Beyonce, Grace, British Vogue with this phenomenal, phenomenal cover. And she also said that she was going to release an album 
July 29th. Drake, I think, felt the pressure because he was like, you know what? I'm going to drop my album on that Friday after she <laughs> she was coming. Beyonce was coming. And then Chloe dropped her new single and music video and the lineup to the next verses was released. Girl, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Let's first talk about this Drake album. Drake's new album, honestly, never mind, has dropped. I'm looking at Pitchfork. This is the quick summary of how they felt about this album. A breezy Drake dance album sounds great in concept, but the half measure house beats and lackluster songwriting keep it from really popping off. Ashley, have you heard this album? Yes. What are your thoughts? I think the title said it all. Honestly, never mind. I've listened to it one time. <laughs> listened to it one time. It did not remotely move me. And uh, it probably will not get repeated. I'll hear singles on the radio or however else, I'm sure. But, you know, Drake has not been catching me for a while. And I don't know if that's also because I struggle sometimes with artists that I don't feel like I hear much lyrical growth from. And Drake is one of those for me that I have not felt like I really experienced anything that's touched me in a while. But that's just me. What about you? Yes, I have listened through the album and I do not have any standouts. And I don't mind what he's trying to do. You know, some people just completely do not enjoy house music or dance mood music or whatever you want to call it I don't mind but what I love most is Black Twitter and their reception of the album <laughs> uh, one of my favorite tweets was um, you know how you're in a club and they have like the the sparklers and the sign they were like Drake's albums suck <laughs> I saw that and they were I like, saw that another one was like people who enjoy Drake's album have a credit score of uh, 700 and above <laughs> <laughs> this is like you know going on vacation luxuriating music absolutely <laughs> and it's not to say that I don't enjoy light you know music that will get you going get you up have you feeling good it just didn't make me feel good maybe it was the vibe I was in maybe it's, I need to be on a yacht in San Tropez and then I'll be feeling this <laughs> Give me some Drake money and maybe this will, you know, go down a little easier. Background music, though. I will give it that because it, it, for me, it took a minute to get to the point, which is a thing, right? But yeah, lyrically, nothing really stood out to me. So along with this album came this freaking music video. Did you see this, Mess? I refuse to watch this video. Refuse. Girl, why? It is so messy. And to me, it is so Drake. Like, (laughs) you know, we had this conversation in the past about Drake where in the beginning, everybody was like, oh my goodness, Drake is sensitive. Oh my goodness, Drake, 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 Drake. And I'm like, oh no, girl, don't be fooled. Drake is a fuck boy. Yes. Yes. He started living. I feel like he understood who he was. And that's why we got certified lover board. Cause I'm like, this feels real to me. You know what I mean? (laughs) This is self-awareness. 
I appreciate that he lives in his truth. He's put it in a song that he cannot be with one woman. Respect. Don't lie to people. But at the same time, it's the Tristan Thompson inclusion and the shenanigans. And y'all know those of y'all who've been listening to this podcast for a while know I don't fuck with Tristan Trashback Thompson. So I will not be watching this video. Tristan third trimester Thompson. Girl, the audacity. And to your point, Drake is messy. And girl, I was just watching a couple episodes of Degrassi over a friend's house. And I'm like, Drake. It's all an act. No, Aubrey, <laughs> quit playing with me. <laughs> well, this music video, really quick, is Drake marrying 23 women. They have an entire wedding ceremony with Tristan Thompson as his best man. And the this audacity. is the messiest. This is, I mean, and Tristan. Where, where's his self-awareness i mean i guess this is it in some ways i guess he's in on the joke he knows that it has to be a joke that he would be giving any type of advice to somebody on their wedding day a joke i'm sure drake knows what he's doing he thinks this is going to get more clicks he thinks it's going to garner more interest he did the exact opposite for me i said i'm not watching that be blessed <laughs> His own mother was in this freaking video. There was a part where they opened a case and had 23 rings in it. I'm like, this is gross. Anyway. He should have had Nick Cannon in the video surrounded by all his children. That would have been, that would have been the closer. That would have been the clincher. That part. (laughs) That part. I'm being Jada right now from Table Dress. (laughs) That part. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about Chloe Bailey. She's out here still doing her solo thing, coming out with her third single. Surprise! (laughs) Uh, She previously had this song previewed on her Instagram Live along with two other songs. And this is the one that won because she asked her fans to choose. And it's very grown and sexy. It's definitely a vibe. Ashley, what you think? I thought the video was cute the song hasn't really stuck for me yet like it hasn't become an earworm mm-hmm. but I mean I like Chloe you know I, I love Chloe and Hallie so yes I'm yes. ready for the album I'm ready for the full experience you know what I mean to see what I'm what I'm vibing off of this this isn't a hit for me personally at the moment but it may grow on me what about you it's two minutes and 49 seconds. Like, girl, why are your songs so short? I mean, I do understand we live in a TikTok age and it's yeah. all about the number of streams, not so much the length of the songs. But I that's just, what they were even saying about Beyonce's song. It was ambitious for her to do five minutes given the era that we live in, but it, it's Beyonce. So I mean, she comes from an era where we do five minutes. I think minimum like what are we talking about five minutes being long oh my gosh please don't tell me our attention spans are that short Ashley people have to fit it within the whatever video that they need to create so I guess that's why that's the era now but for music for me personally I want to listen to a good song I want it to be long if I love a song I need two verses I need a bridge I need need all the things yes and you know that's the part I've been missing with all of Chloe's songs at this point especially the last two I'm like sis where's the bridge I I just need I I need more I need more because I need 
I need time for a musical fade out. If you need to do some whispers <laughs> and give me some additional info about how you was feeling while you was recording, you know, I need to hear an Aaliyah, uh, turn my music up, turn my mic up. You know what I mean? Like those things that used to be on tracks that I love and gravitated towards. I need that. I need that on these new artists songs as well, please. I know. I know. All right. Ashley versus just announced their new lineup it's omarion versus mario how exciting is this like <laughs> early 2000s stand-up please i really do enjoy uh both mario and omarion but i'm not gonna lie i was a little nervous because as much as i do love mario he does not have the discography like omarion because omarion mm. has b2k Bow Wow collaboration and solo music. Mm, that's interesting. my initial thoughts. What about you? Yeah, see, my concern is that they are two different types of artists. Omarion does not have the vocal strength that Mario has. <laughs> Omarion wow. is wow. an inter... It's the truth. Omarion is an entertainer. This. this is facts. Omarion is an entertainer, right? Omarion gonna get up here and give you a show and dance his ass off. But vocally, no. Now, do I love some Mario songs? Hit that ice box, hit a little touch. Absolutely. Ice but, box all day, every day. But I to want to, I want to hear Mario sing. I want to hear him sing a cappella. You know what I mean? Like yes. Mario can sing. He so really can. that was my thing when it was announced. Is I was like, well, how is this gonna go? Because Mario's gonna get up here and he's gonna dance, he's gonna put on a show. And then what Mario's gonna sing? That's like putting um, I'm trying to think of like not not anybody who's like so far out of reach but like mariah carey against somebody who not that more not that i'm comparing more else mariah carey because i'm not at all guys but i'm saying (laughs) somebody who is a vocalist and somebody who is more of a dance singer like a sierra you know what i mean like not to say that they can't sing at all but that's not their strength versus mario that's what he does mario's a singer he is a singer. So let's talk about songs that you would look forward to starting with Omarion. You mentioned well, Icebox. Icebox, Touch. I definitely want to hear some collabs with Bow Wow because I still love me some, <laughs> some Bow Wow Let songs. Let me hold you. Oh, I wonder if he's going to bring out Janae and Chris Brown for Post to Be because Post to yeah. Be was a hit. It was. I Eating learned the booty like groceries. I Oof. learned what that phrase meant. But she apparently. <laughs> She apparently allegedly is pregnant, so who knows if she'll show up. I heard that. Yeah, that's probably it for me with Omarion. Now, Mario, I love me some Mario. I mean, I want to hear, it's not even just singles, like give me albums. Yeah, I mess with Mario's albums. Yeah. Yeah. That's the biggest difference for me too, is like, again, Mario could just get up there and start singing acapella and it will be a worthwhile versus for me. Of course, you have the Let Me Love You's, yes. Just a Friend, all of those early ones. I, if he sings Braid My Hair, I might lose it a little bit. That's really going to take me really? back. You, that's old school. That's going to take me back. But like, couldn't say no. I love that was off a of Turning Point. There's so fresh out. Nike's fresh out the box, like Turning Point. I love me some Mario. Yeah. I have favorite. loved Deep Cut on his albums. Yeah. My favorite 
uh, Mario album is Go. That's the one that I listened to up and down. It actually was my sister's album and we would listen to it all the time. My favorite is called Kryptonite. It is mm-hmm. not an empowering song at all because he's talking about how he can't stay faithful to his girl, but that song is my everything. I love, love that for my Oh, Real. yeah. Music for Love was on Go. I love yes. that song. Yes. And then from our Marianne, supposed to be uh, Let Me Hold You, Icebox, or what my favorites are from him. So it should be, it should be a good versus. Mario, can um, I hear a chick with the braids? I'm just saying, I could go back <laughs> with Mario. All right, Ashley, the time has come. The hottest, hot topic of last week and this week, Beyonce, Renaissance. As I mentioned, the 16-track album is dropping July 29th. She had this whole editorial with British Vogue, and she dropped a single on the first day of summer, Ashley. It's called Break My Soul. I need to know, did you listen to it? Did you like it? You won't break my soul. You won't break my soul. Nah, nah, you won't break my soul. Of course, I listened to it. I listened to it the hour it was released. I am a lover of Beyonce Giselle Knowles. I absolutely listen to her projects as soon as they come out. And I was so excited for the fact that Queen B was releasing new music. Now, this first single, I'm going to be honest, first time I heard it through, I was like, eh, okay. Same, same. Ashley, okay. I literally wrote down my notes um, the first time I listened to it so I wouldn't forget because <laughs> I knew it was one of those songs that was going to grow on me. So these yes. are my initial thoughts. Where are my glow sticks? Okay. <laughs> And when she went down the list, or I'm sorry, Big Frida went down the list, released your job, (laughs) released your pain, released your, I'm like, okay, she told people to quit jobs, but she also got people out here buying boxes that they don't know what's in them for like 50 bucks. (laughs) Did you see that? Did you buy your box, Ashley? No. (laughs) Did you know that she was doing this? I heard something about it. Again, I am a lover of Beyonce, but I'm not that person. I'm not a beehive. I don't consider myself a beehive member. I love her for the artistry, but I'm not a diehard of anybody in that way that I just, yeah, I don't, I don't have to do all of that. But (laughs) back to the song itself, it has definitely become an earworm. I sing it multiple times a day, randomly. And then I watched Mama Tina and her little video that just like put it in my head even more because she's just adorable. Yes. <laughs> Supporting her baby as always. But it just obviously gives us just a taste because I was reading the Vogue article as well and hearing that this is really going to be the tone of this album and that it's possibly going to be a double album again, which we have not had from her in years. So I'm excited. I just hope that I love it. <laughs> I hope yeah. I love it. People are speculating that there may be country on this album as well. You know, this being very much 
house music. She sampled Robin S from her legendary house song called Show Me Love from 1990. And it's really cute. It's going around Twitter. If you can find it, Robin S was interviewed by Good Morning Britain and she was completely, you know, cut off guard, but honored to be what she says, given her roses while she's still alive. So I thought that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you do know this is going to be played all through Essence Fest, like nonstop. Absolutely. As it should be. As it should be, because one, Black people, but two, Big Frida, second song with Queen B. How major is that? It's also like Beyonce somehow, even though she lives in a cloud in the sky, can always relate to the struggles of the everyday person. This is so timely. given this period and era of the great resignation like it's so timely that was one of my favorite tweets it's like Beyonce endorses the great resignation (laughs) but for me okay so I mentioned my initial thoughts like where are my glow sticks this is very music do I like it I don't know but I listened to it multiple times and when I tell you it has become a bit of an affirmation mm-hmm. with my job is like you won't break my soul you won't break my soul you're hilarious let it be affirmation in life in general when someone has irritated me since this song has been released this Ooh. is the song that I'm humming in my head this is the song you won't break my and I was really concerned because when I saw that title was like break my soul what is this and I'm like I know I thought it was going to be like a ballad like I thought Mm -hmm. it was going to be something like really powerful but you know what's interesting because I remember when run the world first came out I felt the Mm -hmm. same I was like I don't really know I don't really like this what have you but we haven't even got the visual for this song yet and we know the Beyonce visuals yes are we getting 16 visuals with, you know, these 16 songs that's going to be dropping? I would hope so. I would hope so. At this point, I think that to not have visuals from Beyonce would be a travesty. You know what I'm saying? We never it's, have visuals for Savage, though. That's what, that's really broke my heart. But yeah. It's all right. We got to have a brand new release. That's why when you sent me info about people complaining, not wanting Jay-Z on here, all this stuff, I'm like, y'all just need to be grateful. She's still blessing us with her artistry at this point. Like, I'm not yes. going to complain. I'm only saying publicly that I thought meh when I first heard it because we have a podcast. Otherwise, I would have never uttered these words aloud. I am so <laughs> excited and grateful to be getting a new album. Absolutely. 1000%. July 29th couldn't come fast enough but I like to think that she did it for the cancers because it's cancer season (laughs) wow (laughs) we are very hard to penetrate or get to know in public but once you know us you get a bunch of goofball moments like I know that they were saying that the the dates that she released did really have a meaning like uh June 21st being an intentional release with summer solstice it's also you know for the anniversary of dangerously in love is it she loves the July cover too because in the article she talked about having the conversation with Edward and she was like July 
And he was like, okay. And she was a woman of her word, which doesn't surprise me at all. All right. Well, that's all I have for quick headlines and hot topics. Ashley, what are we recapping next week? All right, Brandon, the time has come. I'm going to continue to shout you out because this was your request. One of Dolores' friends sent us a request for a recap of Atlanta and we appreciate and listen to the feedback. So guess what? Atlanta season three next week. Let go. <laughs> All right, guys, we appreciate you tuning in as always. Feel free to share this episode with everybody you know and love and care about and even some people you don't. And we will see you next time. Bye.